0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. There are day people and there are night people. And I've always been kind of a night person. I always loved being on the air at night. From a practical standpoint, when I was at WNBC in New York, I could park right across from St. Patrick's and walk right past the Rockefeller skating rink where they put that big Christmas tree, you know, and go right up to the studios in the RCA building. And it it didn't cost me anything to park there. I don't know if you've been to Manhattan lately, but parking in Manhattan, uh, unless you are driving a Jaguar, probably costs you about the same as your monthly uh, uh, fee for paying off the loan in the car. But it was free because it was at night. Loved it. Loved it. Then when I get upstairs to the studio in that little second floor room in in, in that mostly dark 60-some-odd story skyscraper, I I would call my nightly coast-to-coast huddle on NBC radio. The huddle, that's what I call the people who listen to me at night. My huddle, as in a football huddle. That's a bunch of people who are gathered around for mutual protection and they have a common goal in mind, you know. In my huddle, the goal was making it through another night safely. And and on a good night, if we got a little lucky, maybe we'd find a little smile too. I'm sitting here in my big black leather papa chair in the living room right now in the middle of the night. My kind of time. Except for my next-door neighbor, Randy, who is on the night shift this week. Everybody else around here is in dreamland. You always have to think about how many different kinds of dreams there are? All the people around you who are nodding off right now, and you're having these dreams. I remember a line from the Roseanne TV show. Roseanne said something to the effect of, quote, It doesn't matter if a girl marries the man of her dreams because 15 years later, she's going to be married to a reclining chair that burps anyway. (laughs) Such a gentle flower of womanhood was Roseanne. But dreams usually have something to do with what's going on in your life, though. Sometimes they're silly, like a dream that you might have, that you've eaten a 50-pound of marshmallow, and then sure enough, you wake up and your pillow is gone. And sometimes, of course, dreams are very serious. Like when Dr. King said, I have a dream. Isn't that a fantastic thing? guy said that so many years ago, and every year they repeat it all over the place, on television and, and in other places, too. That is, it kind of gets down into our souls, that particular dream. Another biggie, according to the Bible, was when Mary had a dream that an angel showed up and said, You are going to be the mother of God. Wow. That must have been some scary dream for a 12 or 13 year old kid, which is what she was. Everybody has scary dreams, though, nightmares. My Lady Wonder Wench doesn't have them nearly as often as she used to. And now when she gets restless and upset and I know she's having a bad dream, all i got to do is just hold her hand. And she usually settles down and takes a deep breath and kind of smiles in her sleep because she knows that the feeling of holding my hand means that she's safe, even if she's having a scary dream, which I think is pretty neat. Let me tell you, nobody smiles in her sleep like my pretty lady wonder <laughs> Have a dream, yeah, not as big as Dr. King's dream. I mean, he was a giant, of course, but my dream is, is just about big enough for an ordinary Louis Louis generation guy like me. And you know about the Louis Louis generation because I've been telling you about it. That's people who have had the memory of that song playing in the back of their minds for a few years and have a, an appropriate attitude about life. Well, my dream is to spread the wisdom of Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation. Especially wisdom statement number 69, where he says, quote, just because you hear the woman in the next apartment screaming, oh my God, at this hour of the night, don't jump to the conclusion that she must be praying just because she's past 40 years old. That's Louie Louie wisdom statement number 69. Good statement. Big Louie's point, of course, is that there's quite a bit of life going on even after the barely post-pimple stage that we all go through. You never hear about it, you know? The the, the singing stars are now 15-year-old girls who are singing about the love of their lives. Now think about that. The love of the lives of 15-year-old girls would be those boys you see in the mall with uh, the manners of apes and pierced tongues and other body parts and pants hanging down around their knees. Look, to each his own. I know, that's all right for pimple people and a little bit beyond to each his own. But if you listen to the music or go to the movies or read the magazines, you would get the idea that all men and women get naked and chase each other going about a thousand miles an hour till we hit about 30 years old, and then all of a sudden we hit a, a wall. You know? And we suddenly put on suits and ties and and wait to die. Or worse yet, we retire into some kind of catastrophic celibate clump. Wrong! Breaking news, folks. I personally know a couple of Louis Louis generation guys who are pilots like me, and we put autopilots in our little airplanes specifically so we can take our Louis Louis ladies to join the Mile High Club. Another Louis Louis generation couple I know is going to Hawaii this weekend, and they're going to get naked and enjoy some of those beautiful lays. And my lady Wonderwench and I installed a hot tub right off our bedroom a few years ago for relaxation and such. As Big Louie says, it's not your age, it's your rage. But another of Louie's wisdom statements is, dogs are always barking, cats are always meowing, and people are always preaching. Don't do that. So if you catch me preaching... Please remember my email address and use it. My email address is dick at dicksummer.com. And remind me of another of Louis' wisdom statements, which is the more important you think you are, the sillier you look. Dick's Details. A bunch of totally unimportant stuff that you can stuff in one ear so you can. Squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear, and that lets you nod off comfortably to sleep. Did you know that the scent of a human footprint is so strong that skilled trackers can follow it? I can, I can believe that, especially since I have been washing my own socks. Whew. Did you know that some butterflies' tongues are longer than their bodies? But that makes them such great kissers that that's the reason that we call them social butterflies. And for centuries, this is also true, many Europeans refused to eat potatoes because they're not mentioned in the Bible. And that's probably why it took McDonald's a while to catch on there, too, I would suppose. Dick's tales, they take your mind off your mind. I'd like to tell you a story about a woman who spent years dreaming of being in love with a guy. And when it seemed like the dream was just about to come true, a quick question went flashing across her mind. Stories in the new Night Connections 2 personal audio CD, and it's called The Dinner Date. You never expected this to happen. You're beginning to feel warm and wet and weak just thinking about dinner with an old friend on Sunday. You've never been lovers. You came within moments, and less than inches of it. The first time was during the summer that you both graduated from school. It was after an outdoor concert in the park. The night was warm and summer magic and private and dark. And you let him half-undress you. You were both sweating, and you let him hold you against his bare chest. He kissed your breasts. You'd never let anybody do that before. Then you just got scared. You suddenly went cold, and you said no, and pushed him away. He was so frustrated, he punched the grass and sprained his wrist. You couldn't help but laugh a little but You were scared, too. Later, it seemed like the right decision. By Christmas, you were both involved with other people. And about a year later, you both got married. As the years went by, you never forgot that kiss. You remembered the feeling of his lips on your breasts, the scent of his hair and the summer grass and the sweat and how young and intense his eyes were looking up into yours. It was a scene that filled your fantasies as your marriage started going downhill. During those years, you ran into each other several times and had lunch twice second time, the week after your divorce. In one wild, unguarded moment, you let him know that you wished that you hadn't said no all those years ago, and that if he asked again, the answer certainly would be yes. You blushed when he didn't ask. But then a week later, he showed up at your office, and he did. But the fantasy moment had passed, and you remembered that he was a married man, Yesterday he called and told you that his marriage was also on the rocks and his wife had filed for divorce. His voice was husky and hurt, but somehow he sounded relieved on the telephone and hopeful when he asked you to have dinner on Sunday night. There'll be only one question this time, when you make love. Will it be the beginning of a new love? Or... The end of a fantasy. What do you think? I'd say it's worth taking the risk, and I hope she did. I really don't know. That's called The Dinner Date. It's from the New Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the Night Connections 2 icon. there are in the front page. And I tell you, I, I would not want to live in a world without dreams. It would not make my nights as nice as I'd like them to be. Dreams are good, even even frightening ones. Big dreams like Dr. King's and little dreams like spreading the word about Big Louie, his own bad self. Big dreams tend to make people beat their chests and say, we're number one, we're number one. Little dreams just put a little small voice in the back of your head at the end of a tough day and it very quietly says, hey, try it again tomorrow. Those are good too. But I think the best dreams are the ones that make my lady Wonder Wench smile when I hold her hand. to sleep. Good night.